the Fox show. Um, you're listening, you're tuning in in your car somewhere. You're watching, you're wondering who are these guys, you know, I stumbled on. Christopher Walken's on the show. I'm not sure. Is he? Maybe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's that Falcon time of the week. This is the What the Falk Show. I'm Connor Falk. For past listeners, you know what you're getting into right now. First time listeners, let me explain what you're about to hear. You're about to hear informational, witty, and relevant banter found in conversations with new guests each week. These guests can be from entertainment, from the arts, from education, from sports, from many different avenues. The goal is try to provide an interview and a process for you to learn some insight, a different point of view, and that overall culture. This week is Adam Lopez. Adam Lopez is a tax resolution specialist. Adam Lopez is going to talk about tax season coming up. He's going to talk about what you need to know to be a successful taxpayer, to avoid those letters from the IRS, to avoid being in a lot of debt, to avoid any of the pitfalls and common mistakes that people make, to give you some tips and tricks to how to be more successful in terms of of that whole environment. We're going to talk about why tax education needs to be more involved in schools, why junior high, high school, why there needs to be more of a financial education in terms of these kids, what they know, especially with taxes these days. We have people out there who are self-employed. We have people who get the 1099 versus the W-2. Talk about the differences in that. Talk about what that means for you as a taxpayer. If you listen to this show, that means you're listening through SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher. The What the Fall Show is presented by a great sponsor. That sponsor is Ferris Pizza. Ferris Pizza is the best pizza for the best price. I love pizza. Maybe you love it too. Ferris Pizza is just great Falk and good pizza. This is the What the Falk Show. Adam Lopez, how the Falk are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm happy to have you, man. So you started as a tax resolution specialist. You help mm-hmm. a lot of people out. You and I have had these conversations over the years. Yeah. Really interesting things you're doing. A lot of people, unfortunately, find themselves in tricky spots when it comes to the mm-hmm. IRS and whatnot. How did you get started in this business? I uh, just answered an ad, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was an accounting major at CSUN, Cal okay. State Northridge. Yeah. Um, I found uh, this tax place. I was looking for, uh, you know, account managers. Didn't know what that was. Didn't care. I thought, okay. you know, this is a, this is awesome. I checked out the company, applied, got in and started there. And there it was. So you need a job and then you kind of find yourself in a career that you didn't exactly know you'd be a part of. Exactly. Okay. So we want to have you on the show. You sent me a few questions that you know people, you know, when we talked about this, you feel very strong that people need to know more about this whole mm-hmm. racket and generalist industry. And I think you're right. So that's why I found that this was going to be very valuable for listeners. Obviously, we talk a lot about entertainment. We talk music. We talk food, educational, sports, a lot of different things on the What the Falk Show. Right now, we're going to have some legitimately informational stuff that you can go ahead and listen to because all of us, regardless of who you are, what you do, you're going to have to deal with the IRS and taxes at some point. It's like they say, the only two certainties in life other than me loving the Raiders is death and taxes and you hopefully listening to the What the Falk Show on a regular basis. So Adam Lopez, first question, the IRS state collections, how exactly do they work? Uh, they're uh, they're very aggressive as people know. Yeah. You know, they, they get the letters, they see, oh, they're going to levy, garnish, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have to think about all the time and make sure my clients know is they have rights. Yeah. Everybody has rights when it comes to collections. So they, there's a process that they have to follow. They have to make sure that they're uh, sending you out the notices, letting you know exactly what you owe. They have to communicate everything. Mm, so think of a regular collection agency that's coming after you, credit cards, medical bills. So there is an exact protocol for what they're allowed to do. And if a lot of people don't exactly know that, you know, they might, the IRS or whatever might make a misstep and you can actually use that against them in a way. Yeah. Well, they, they panic. They panic. panic. But it's because it's so scary. You so know? scary. And Pop the culture, everywhere you see it. Yeah. And taxes, the government in general is kind of relying on people to be so scared. They're not really 
really willing to fight back or to at least kind of look into it more. They're just, mm-hmm. okay, here's how much I owe. I'm going to pay you. I don't want to have to deal with you. Right. So we have you on right now to give us some tips and tricks to kind of how to avoid that and do it correctly. So, uh, you know, what are the biggest myths, unknowns, urban legends in terms of IRS and collection? I mean, everyone thinks that uh, when you owe the IRS, they, you know, as soon as you file that return, you have a balance. They're going to come and take your house. Yeah. They're going to take your car. They're going to come and tow it. They're going to take your, your dog. They're take the rings off your fingers, the gold caps in your teeth. <laughs> Everything. It's just really not, not the case. Okay. You know? Like I said before, you have rights. There are ways to resolve your account no matter what the balance. So what are some of these rights that they have that they can use? Making sure that you uh, are, are heard and you know exactly what's going on. Okay. You, know, you have a right to see to the penny what the interest, what the penalties are on your account. Mm-hmm. They have this stuff available. The thing is people don't know it's available so they don't ask. So to they see don't where exactly. it comes from and exactly what it is they're accusing you of? Exactly. Now, what are the typical problems that you face with your client as a tax resolution specialist? The biggest one right now is that we have clients that, that come to us that they didn't file. Mm. They didn't file for several years because they were worried about owing taxes. Hmm. But what people don't know is when you don't file, the IRS will file for you. The state will file for you. Okay. They'll take your 1099s and W-2s, throw it into a blank form, yeah. and there you go. No deductions, no credits, no exemptions, dependents. None of it. Yeah. So then you end up getting this huge tax bill and people pay it. Well, this makes no sense to me. Why would people in general, I mean, we all have to pay taxes. They're going to they take it out of our check regardless. What would cause these people to not file at all? What, what is their thinking? A lot of people are self-employed. You okay. Know, where they have to pay it on their own. They yeah. get that 1099. They think, you know, I'll just handle it later. April comes around. They file the, the balance. They, they panic or they know they're going to owe. So they stop filing and they think they can run away from it. Not the case, but even if you haven't filed it, have these balances assessed, you, there's still things you can there's do. There's still options you have. And I'm glad you brought Absolutely. that up. Self-employment. We can talk about self-employment versus, you know, a W-2 versus working for someone. I think this is especially interesting and viable in terms of this conversation because a lot of listeners on this show, me especially, we work on camera. We're, we work behind the camera. It's mm-hmm. a freelance basis, a job by job thing. There's some directors in certain productions that want you to have a 1099. I've tried to avoid that because I don't want to have to deal with that later on. My father and himself has had his own business for the last 30 years. He's been having to file self-employment tax and whatnot. So what exactly are the biggest differences between those who get a 1099 and those who get a W-2? Mm-hmm. Obviously, everyone knows 1099 miscellaneous means you're paying your tax on your own. If you're an employee getting that W-2, you have the luxury of getting it take out of your check for you. Yeah. Your employer sends it to the IRS and state. You don't have to worry about it. The thing is, though, you have more freedom when you are self-employed because okay. you yourself are your own business. Yeah. You get to go out and do your thing. You get to make your own hours and do all that. Make the money as you see fit. Mm-hmm. You don't have a boss. That's always great, and people will gravitate toward that. Okay. But a lot of people, they like having that desk job like myself. I dig it. I really do. It's a lot easier just to have that W-2, right? Absolutely. Now, okay, now in terms of those kind of people with 1099s and things like that, there's some people who just can't avoid it. It's the only way they can go ahead and make a living. Everyone's got to make a living somehow. Now, you know, from someone like my father who does own his own business and those other like brand ambassadors and models, actors, people, musicians, people out there who have the 1099, what are some things that they should know about in terms of tax breaks, in terms of claiming things? You know, for me, for example, some shows I have to drive long in mileage. Can people use those kind of things to, you know, get credits on those? How does that work? Absolutely. I mean, there are tons of things you can deduct. I mean, a portion of your cell phone Mm. people don't think you know the amount of time that you spend self-employed if you have to answer a phone call to do anything yeah say you're a bike messenger and you're paid 1099 to take this item from a to b the amount of time that you spend on the cell phone that is something you can write off obviously miles miles are big keep track of that i mean this generation right now is going through 
really a tough time in the economy where that's like you said, all there is is 1099 work. Yeah. We got Uber, Lyft, exactly. you know, all these guys who are getting these 1099s, no tax is being taken out and they just don't know what to do. But there's a lot of things you can take out. So what exactly? I, I'm a Lyft driver. I come to you and I say, here's my 1099. What's the first thing that you're going to ask for me? What are the first things that you're going to do for me? Miles. Miles. Let me know what your miles are. How much are you paying for your car insurance? Because if you're driving your car half the time for a lift, yeah. half of your car insurance is going to go towards that. Mm-hmm. Want to know how much you're paying for the lease on the car, the auto payment itself. You know, want to know what the maintenance is, uh, oil changes, all that stuff, because this is what actual companies keep track of for their cars. So it sounds like business. what you're saying overall is that you just need to be thorough. You need to legitimately have keep every single piece of paper. You need to make records of exactly where you're driving, how the mileage, exactly mm-hmm. what you're using for your cell phone, any terms of expenses that you have. So you would tell anyone that comes in first to avoid having to use, you know, let's be honest, to have to use a tax resolution specialist mm-hmm. is to go ahead and have all your records there so you know exactly what you're going to have. Exactly. And now, you know, me as a, as a taxpayer, I kind of worry. I think the IRS is going to pick on me or, or look to get some money, more money for me if I claim these exemptions and I want to use these things. Now, is that correct or is that just another fear that they've been able to kind of put in us? Do they audit people? Yes. Yeah. But under a certain amount of income, and I'm talking about you making less than 50000 your chances of being audited are so low. Okay. So low. Because the IRS right now is going through a bit of a uh, budget issue where they're mm. getting people cut, people retiring. They're not replacing them. But that doesn't mean we still don't do things right. Yeah. Have proper accounting and making sure. I tell my clients that they need to keep the receipts and all that stuff, and it'll be there to protect them in an audit. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's a plus. Yeah. But it's so they know exactly where their money's going. If you know exactly where your money's going and how much of it you're spending, you know how much you're bringing into your own pocket and you know how much you're actually truly making. And then you, it's very easy to know how much taxes you have to pay. So you don't have to wait until April, you know, late March, April, where a lot of folks will do it yeah. or they'll put in an extension and do it in October. You don't have to do it then if you just keep track of your stuff. Just log it. You know, Excel spreadsheets are great. Excel spreadsheets pretty much has <laughs> everything great. you need. So, yep. you know, if I'm going to go ahead and start my own business and I want to go ahead and know exactly what I need to know down the road, what is the kind of maybe some points that I need to think about for kind of a 10-year plan? Let's say I want a 10-year business. What are some things that I need to do absolutely in the beginning to kind of sustain that? Because I want to be a mm-hmm. successful taxpayer. Well, for when it comes to tax paying, you got to do a couple things. One, you got to know exactly what your gross income is, whatever you're bringing in, right? The cash on top. Mm-hmm. Then you got to know what your expenses are that are coming out of that. Obviously, we just talked about that. Then you calculate the taxes. Then you pay the taxes. And only then do you actually put money in your pocket. That is how you guarantee that you will never have these issues. If you think of it like that, every time you get a dollar in and you chop it up into the little pieces and then you know at the very end how much you can actually have to spend. Because too many of my clients come to us and it's already too late. They're living their lifestyle as such where they get that $50,000, $1099, but they already use most of it. Their tax dollars that they should be paying is going to their bills. They got to keep the lights on, you know, they yeah, exactly. got to be able to keep the water running. For some, it was just a mistake and an error and we help them get through that. And you help them get through that, which yeah. they certainly need you with that part. And certain, mm-hmm. talking of needing things, sometimes I, I, Connor Falk, I need pizza. Talking about pizza, <laughs> Ferris Pizza, the best pizza for the best price and sponsor of the What the Falk Show. The What the Falk Show available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Pod Directory, and Stitcher. Adam Lopez, a tax resolution specialist here with us today. Go and give us some tips and tricks to know what to do correctly during tax season. Now, let me ask you one more thing, you know, especially a lot of friends of mine who are working on different TV shows 
in different states. You know, I'm on TurboTax. It says, did you file in another state? Did you make money in another state? What are some tips, ideas you would give people who do work in other states or in other general, just work in other countries, mm-hmm. ended up saying, come back to California? What kind of things do they have to go through that's different? Know how much you made in that territory. Yeah. That's going to be just step number one. Yeah. I mean, there are some territories and states that don't have income tax at all. Yeah. In Nevada, you got Washington, Texas, Florida. Yeah. These places you can work in there, you're not going to have to pay a dime in actual income tax. Okay. Right? So there are some benefits with that sometimes. If you know you're, you're going to be working on a show in Texas or Florida, eh, you're going to save a little bit of cash. You're going to be okay. So hopefully maybe you work a little bit more in Texas or Florida during that season. <laughs> so there's that. That's you know obviously very, very important. Um, and yet knowing that uh, you don't have to necessarily know what the different rules are in all the different states because the tax software that everyone uses these days is pretty sophisticated and they know what questions to ask you. Mm-hmm. But knowing that when you work that you've gotten this amount, I mean, you know what your daily rates are, mm-hmm. you know what your hourly rates are, whatever you've got. You know how much you're going to be making and depending on where you are, that's where you're So overall, it seems like the theme of this interview overall is to not rely on just the accounting department or the HR to send you what you need and to believe that they're all doing it correctly. Like anything yes. in life, you need to step ahead of it. You need to be assertive. You need to kind of take charge of your future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So um, we talked about first time taxes now. Um, someone for you, like what are some errors do you think that people typically make? You know, for me, I'm starting at 18. I started doing my own tax. I have TurboTax. It makes everything easier. Mm-hmm. We had said before the interview that I did, I currently actually didn't have to pay and uh, the $100 to get my direct deposit mm-hmm. in the TurboTax Deluxe, all these things. Like sure, 100 bucks is nothing when I need the few grand. I need my tax return. I'm desperate. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and pay that. Yeah. So what are some things that people should know about using programs like that? Some things that they uh, are doing that they shouldn't, some things they shouldn't do that they are, things like that. Well, the first one is kind of knowing that most of the income that you receive is going to be taxable. Yeah. I mean, what do we talk about every time the lottery comes up? People talk about the lump sum. Yeah, exactly. Or I'll, I'll take the annuity or I'll take this to avoid paying taxes. Yeah. You pay taxes on prizes. You know, I had a client who won $100,000 on a game show. I think he was on, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Dealer No Deal or something like that. Okay. Right. He didn't know that he had to pay taxes on any of that money. He says, I never got the 1099. Well, even if you don't get the 1099, still taxable. Okay. So they got them for it. So we, how would you, you know, let's say I, I go ahead and win a million dollars and the price is right right now. Is that on me to go ahead and here's my check for a million dollars, take out exactly how much you need? Mm-hmm. Well, in most cases, the production will actually just give you that, that check, then send you a 1099 in the mail, mm-hmm. and then it's up to you to put that on your return, pay the taxes then. Can I just do it then? Can I immediately just send, straight Absolutely. up go to the IRS and say, here, here's your 600 grand, just get out of my face? Absolutely, don't, yeah. Don't talk to me? They'll take money, you yeah. know, like we exactly. talked about. IRS is a collection agency for the federal government and the U.S. Treasury. Okay. They're there to get money, so they will not say no to getting money. Well, I like the idea of what you're talking about. So let's talk about winning prizes and things like yeah. that in terms of that being taxed. I read recently, have you heard Heard about the Aaron Andrews um, scandal we're going on? Former ESPN correspondent. She gets videotaped, right. uh, no clothes on. She gets she that. sues the Marriott right mm-hmm. for uh, fifty five million. That's twenty eight million to the perpetrator who actually did it. Don't expect any money from him. Twenty seven million uh, to the Marriott. They're going to appeal, so they're going to go ahead and wait years. She might not get any of that money. What I read was recent was very interesting to me is that non injury related settlements are also taxed. That's correct. So she's going to lose first off to the lawyers make forty percent of that. Right. Then she's going to go ahead and lose another what forty forty five percent of that to the to the uh, the government. Mm-hmm. She's only going to get about six million of so called let's say twenty seven million uh, mm-hmm. a fee. What are some other things that are taxed that people don't exactly know about? Well, retirement. Ooh, okay. Huge. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a huge movement in the economy that happened just a handful of years ago, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. It's a hot topic right now because of the Big Short. Yeah. yeah. That movie came out and it's bringing it back in our minds again. Mm-hmm. We're conscious of it. When people were losing their homes, when they were losing their jobs. They had to live off the retirement savings they had. Okay. 
somewhere down the line, no one told them that this income was taxable, that this money was taxable. Most people view it as just a savings account yeah. that you have, and yeah, I can just take money out whenever I want. Well, it goes in pre-tax. So that means there are no taxes paid on that when it goes in, unless you have a Roth IRA, wow. which is a specific type of account where you put the tax money in tax, you put your income in tax, and then you take it out with no tax. But 401ks, IRAs, thrift savings accounts, those are prime for tax debt. Well, I had no idea that those even got taxed. So I can yeah. assume that a lot of people just think they're going to rely on this nest egg and that it's theirs and have no idea that's about to get taxed. Does that include Social Security? For I mean, our generation might not get any, but for the ones that actually are, <laughs> is Social Security going to be something that gets taxed as well? It is. And and only if it's your only source of income, you don't have to worry about it. But yeah. that's another problem too. We have a lot of seniors, a lot of retired people who didn't know that it was taxable. So they're getting their pension and they're paying taxes on it. I have a teacher right now. She's getting her pension, three grand a month. She put in a life's work in uh, New York. Yeah. She's getting her pension. She deserves it. And then she starts taking out her social security. Didn't know that she's supposed to be taking taxes out of that because the more you make, the more of your social security is taxable. So up to 85% of your social security benefits can be taxable. And wow. then the rate obviously depends on what your other sources of income are. Yeah. So yeah, that's another big thing. So they're going to take your money until you grow. Yeah. Until that last breath, they're going to go ahead and take your money. But right now, they have the debt forgiveness programs that okay. are coming out that okay. we know inside and out that we help our clients with. I had a woman recently, she had her entire retirement account drained because she retired. Okay. She retired, she took it all out, she bought her home, her retirement yeah. home. Okay. She bought her car, she bought all the furniture, she bought all the comforts that she was gonna need for the rest of her life, and then she was gonna live off her social security. Okay. She was totally comfortable with that, she had a budget laid out, it was great. Yeah. Follows her return, didn't know that she's supposed to put that on her return and pay taxes. She ends up with a bill for $50,000. Oh, okay. Right? So through this debt forgiveness program, the offer and compromise, I just actually got our settlement for 500 bucks. Now, how, now this debt forgiveness program, forgiveness program, sorry, what exactly is it that you, you do? You're the in-between between the client, mm -hmm. you, and then the debt forgiveness program. Mm -hmm. Give me a little bit more about what exactly this does. What, what does it forgive? How much will it forgive? Is it, I don't, I don't know much about it. Yeah. You're teaching me right yeah. now. <laughs> the minimum that we normally do is 100 bucks. Okay. Um, I actually have had a, case where I settled the whole thing for $10. Wow. That's not a lie. Wow. <laughs> um, it, and it's for people who just cannot make ends meet. So there's no way they can make a payment. Yeah. There's no way. They can't even make an installment. So how the heck are they going to be able to pay off these tens of thousands of dollars that are just lingering around? Mm -hmm. You know, people make mistakes and the IRS has this program and a lot of states have a program similar where they'll gladly take a fraction of what there is because there's no drawing blood from a stone. And, and they're desperate. They say it all the time. They are. They're desperate. They, they want need that some cash. Money. You talked about the staffing in the IRS in general mm -hmm. and how much smaller it is now. We talked about this a few weeks ago and you mm -hmm. had said, can you give me a little bit more about exactly how hard they're hurt? I don't know when the last time you called the IRS, <laughs> but I can tell you a lot of people that try to do this on their own and they try to call in, they'll wait hours. 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 Yeah. And they have this thing called the courtesy disconnects now where if you're on for over a certain amount, they'll disconnect you, but the hold music will still be playing. Hmm. So you don't know that you've been hung up on. You don't even get like a, we'll call you back in five hours or whatnot? Nope, Damn. nothing. Even Time Warner does that and they're evil too. <laughs> and they're making a whole bunch of money, yeah. you know? They should, they don't have any excuse. But yeah, it's difficult right now. Okay. It really is difficult. So a lot of people will seek out representation because look, they got to work. Mm -hmm. They got to eat. They got to feed their, their, their kids. They got to make sure that they're just scraping by and there's no way that they can take care of this 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, I've had millions of dollars owed to resolve that and they just need help.
So it sounds like you kind of fell into a career. You fell into an interesting, obviously there's a lot of supply. There's a lot of demand in terms of people needing to owe money to the IRS and needing people to help them through that and conduct correctly exactly what it takes. It sounds like you're kind of finding yourself that you have a purpose, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you seems like you like helping these people, right? You have these people come in, they're extremely stressed out. They don't know where they're going to, the next paycheck's going to go to, how they're going to afford this. Right. You bring them to you and then you kind of help them out in terms of, hey, do it this way. You want to make them a little bit happier, right? There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. There really is. You know, um, I, I really do it because I, I love helping people. That's true. I mean, I've been in customer service my whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, I love helping people out. I think it's been a part of my upbringing too to take care of other people. And this is something that a lot of people don't think about. You know, I want to make sure that there's awareness about this, that there are options. Now, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. You know, there's no company out there who's just going to, you pay them and then they're just going to go ahead and take care of it. Don't worry about it. Don't lift a finger. Mm. It takes time. There's some documents that need to be be, you know, submitted and things that they have to review. But I've been doing this long enough now. I, I know a lot of the ins and outs of this program. Yeah. And it, a lot of people just, they're, they're scared. They're, they're scared. scared and they need an ally. They want someone that's going to help them out. They and need a Falcon friend and you're that Falcon friend to do that. I am that Falcon Adam friend. Lopez, tax specialist. Again, this is the What the Falk Show with Connor Falk. Ferris Pizza, a great sponsor. If you like pizza and if you like money, I like pizza, money, I like movies, all those things. It takes money to have pizza, to get movies. So check out Ferris Pizza next time you're in Bakersfield. Let's go, let's go ahead and review some of the points we talked about. Over Overall, the theme seems like you have an option, one. Look into it. See what you have. Research. Read. Uh, next is uh, to keep records of everything. Assume everything is going to be taxed, whether it's you know retirement, 401k, social security. I would say royalties as well for people working in television. Yes. Those are also going to yep. be taxed. Uh, for me on the show, any sponsorships that I get, that's going to be taxed, things like that. So assume that assume that they're going to take your money. This is America. Assume that Uncle Sam's wants your money and assume that you're going to have to give it to him. So don't try to hide anything. Make sure you file. Claim everything. You paid this much. You paid that much. But also we got we to gotta look into the things like, you know, you can you can claim expenses I mean, in terms of the gas that you had, your cell phone bill, if you work for Uber, in terms of your car depreciation insurance. Depreciation on your assets that you use for business. Okay, depreciation yeah. on your yeah, accents. I mean, technically good. for me, if I'm working on camera, can't I also claim like the shampoo that I buy to have shiny hair for the, the watchers <laughs> of the television show? If you are classified as a model okay. or actor, then yeah. Hey, I model Target. Yeah. So Target yeah. owed me some money for uh, shooting basketballs for him. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, certainly. And I got to drop one thing. You talked about you've been working in customer service every year that you've mm-hmm. had, You're just into your entire life in general. I also worked at the Pacific Movie Theater. I know you did yeah. as well. Would you say that working in concessions is still the hardest job you've ever had? <laughs> you know what? Uh, it was stressful. It was That's stressful. That's for sure. Is there anything yeah. worse than working on a Friday or Saturday night and then having to tell customers that you're out of popcorn? Oh man, it, you know the what was worse was being just greasy and people being upset that the prices were so much. Yeah, why well, is it so expensive? I, I didn't make, make the prices. I'm making minimum wage. I'm making I make no wage. calls here. Exactly, you know? this isn't but me. Even in those moments, I knew that I had sort of a a knack early on for talking to people. Mm. You know, I wouldn't just shrug it off and say, "Look, I, you know, uh, there's nothing I can do about it." Like, why are you you talking to me about it? And, you know, and just being really mean and telling them that. They really should go to hell. You yeah. know, there's never a place for that. So, so you were learned early on that patience, in terms of working people interpersonally and communicating effectively, is is as important as anything else. I like that you talk about that because the thing that we talked about on the show when I have people in filmmaking is about how everyone wants to work in the business, right? You got kids from where I'm from, from Bakersfield or out way in Florida or Hawaii, where you're from. They right. want to work in the business. They don't know exactly how fucking hard it is, how long the hours are, depending on what side of the camera you work on, how long the hours are, how many no's you're gonna hear, how many just fucking douchey people you're gonna have to mm-hmm. deal with you know in LA mm-hmm. or New York or whatnot and being patient biting your tongue working hard actually loving it mm-hmm. is what's gonna make you successful and it sounds like the same thing's gonna make you successful when it terms of being a tax resolution specialist yeah I mean I'm making sure that I continue my education because we're never not learning yeah we're always learning new stuff 
So I'm making sure that I'm as most knowledgeable for my clients as possible, that they have 100% trust in me because I know how to help them. And if they listen to me, I'll get to where they need to be and we'll get the result. And you know, in society, it seems like the demand for tax resolution specialists, it's just a tricky name. I'm sorry, tax yeah, resolution specialists. It <laughs> it's going to be something that's going to be more in demand every year because, mm-hmm. you know, the IRS is making, has less employees, needs more money. People right. are just more stressed out. It's just the world is getting harder and harder. Right. And the, they, the IRS understands this. They knew a long time ago. Yeah. That's why they created the enrolled agent program. Mm. And that's something I'm enrolled in now. Okay. Where I'm looking to get my license to become an enrolled agent. Now, enrolled agents are people that no one knows what they are. They know what CPAs are, yeah. what tax attorneys are. Exactly. Maybe they know what JD, they know what a you know, tax repair, C-Tech in California. They know what those are, but they don't know what enrolled agents are. Now, these are people who are specifically certified by the IRS to practice tax law, hmm. tax matters, to prepare returns. They know what it's going to take, uh, what the red flags are for audits and all that stuff. Hmm. So that's what uh, right now is a huge resource that the IRS knows that they can rely on. And that sounds like it's going to be a lot cheaper than using a tax attorney. Would I be right? In most cases, yeah. yeah just because the uh, the demand isn't there, the, the uh, mystique, I guess. Yeah. You know, when people think tax attorney, they're going to know all of that stuff. Well, a lot of times a tax attorney won't know how to read an actual tax return. Hmm. They know the actual rules and ins and outs of the you know, the, the back end and going to tax court and uh, actually knowing, you know, what your rights are. And then you have CPAs who are very good at accounting. They're very good at returns. Yeah. But they may not know how to do the things in, in tax law. They may not know how to go to the through the proceedings of an actual audit or go through an actual, uh, say I said tax court and audits, just representation in general. Yeah. You know, they're really good at cranking out the work and that's, you know, their specialty. And enrolled agents have a very comprehensive level of knowledge when it comes to most things. Yeah. And when it comes to knowing what even is going to happen on the back end. So I'm making sure that I keep my knowledge as well-rounded as possible so I know how to do the returns. I know what will, will be the red flags for the audits, know how to handle audits know how to handle tax law, be able to do all that stuff. So overall, you want to be well-versed in everything so you don't limit your clients in any way. Absolutely. I want them to to have the knowledge that I have when when we're done because I don't want to see them back into the same situation they were when we started. Now, speaking of knowledge, I know something big that you want to talk about. Part of us, we had this idea for you to come on the show and kind of provide some tax education. Tax education is uh, how people need it in schools. I was talking to my girlfriend. She's a teacher. She's saying, you know, I'm teaching these kids a lot of different things, but, you know, to be honest, learn about tax would be very valuable. Me now working in entertainment, I don't use any of my geometry learning, but I could use a lot more financial, economy, right. economical, things like that. I could use a lot more of that learning. So what are some things, kind of go into some depth about why you think tax education should be in school and maybe some things that they could do? Well, it, we're seeing more now than ever before that the, the rising costs of university, the rising costs of secondary, uh, post-secondary education um, has gotten people kind of afraid to take the leap you know Mm. they're afraid to amount or or take on that debt i think that having tax knowledge or tax courses finance courses in high school even or even maybe even middle school just to explain what income taxes are because like we talked about previously you've got kids coming out of college out of high school that are taking jobs quotes jobs they think it's a job but it's not a a career that they're they don't know that they're on a 1099 independent contractor basis Mm -hmm. they don't think about that tax dollar that's supposed to come out before they put that money in their pocket yeah they don't know the the basic stuff i mean i didn't know either 
I started working when I was uh, 16. Before that, I had a paper route. I didn't have to file anything because okay. I had no requirement. Yeah. But when I was 16, I got my first job in a movie theater, and I saw my paychecks, and I saw the taxes taken out. I knew I was taken care of. Yeah. Now, I've never worked on a 1099 basis, but I've seen so many people go through this that I wish that they knew at least the, the smallest smallest fleck of information about what to expect when they're making income on their own. So let's say we have some 12, 13-year-olds in junior high. How exactly would that little lesson plan be? Maybe not a complete class, but let's mm-hmm. just put it in the lesson plan for mm-hmm. the teachers. What is what are some tips or maybe some, how would you formulate that to some kids right now? For any parents listening that want to talk to their kids about tax a little bit more, how exactly would you, what kind of jargon would you give them mm-hmm. to kind of get them more enlightened? Well, maybe uh, you take uh, a little bit of time in a social studies class yeah. to talk about it. You know, sometimes you'll talk about uh, economics at that uh, that level too, where you'll just talk about some very general stuff. This is something that is also very general, yeah. is income tax. And then you, the higher you go, you actually can go down the line and, and put some common terms together when it comes to actually filing a tax return. You know, you file an income tax return, you get a tax refund. Okay. You know, a lot of people will mix that up and they don't know exactly what the words mean. Mm-hmm. They think that getting a refund is great. Awesome. I got a refund. Yeah. In most cases, that means you paid too much to the government and they're just giving you your money back. Mm. It's not any money that you got from the government. So knowing, letting people know, have the right amount of taxes taken out of their check, they'll make sure that the government doesn't hold on to their money because it's interest free. You can invest that in something else. You know, you can use it for yourself. Yeah, we talked about the Big Short, and from what I learned from the Big Short, the first thing I did was call my mom, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, you know, how did you and Dad keep the house? Like, how was everything working out? Like, and then they got a second house. Like, how are things okay? Like, and uh, it was basically went back to them being not gluttonous, not yes. overreaching. Um, mm-hmm. All the times when I was a kid, when my dad would tell me, "How do you think you get to do all these things that you do?" And your brother is because we don't drive nice cars, we don't have nice clothes, <laughs> we take care of the things that are priorities to us. Right. So as long as you don't overreach of the whole American which things that I don't like to buy into the America I have to have this I want the extra large I don't talk to medium I want to pay more I can go to Walmart and buy two copies of Lethal Weapon 1 instead of just the one that I need but there's two for one right now so why not get it you know did you ever watch that South Park Walmart there was a time cop the time cop there's five copies of time what do you need five copies for I don't know but five copies is awesome (laughs) absolutely no uh what what People, uh, and that's where the finance comes in, yeah. right? Talked about tax uh, courses, then finance. Describing what credit cards are. Yeah. You know, describing that this bank is letting you use their money with interest, mm. you know, and, and looking at that, making sure that you factor in the interest to what you're paying back if you're not going to pay that credit card off. You know, a lot yeah. of people, and I even my clients who have tax debt, a ton of them have credit card debt too. So that's also something that's mounting. It's becoming very cumbersome. Yeah. But Again, like you said, a lot of people will be kind of gluttonous. They think that, oh, well, I'll finance that. I'll make payments on that and then not think about the long term, you know. So having that earlier in a young person's life and having them kind of see some examples and and hear about it before they have the opportunity to kind of make these mistakes would be fantastic. You know, I, I tell everyone I know very simple things very simple things and it ends up leading to a lot of success for them. A lot of success. Now, I'm glad, let's keep going into the credit card debt a little bit because I think it's interesting personally. So, okay, so first off, you got your zero interest APR for about Mm -hmm. 14 months, right? So that's, they're not going to charge any interest on each, on each purchase, correct? So if I go to McDonald's and I get my, I'm not going to, I shouldn't, that's a bad example. I don't like McDonald's. (laughs) You don't go to McDonald's. I don't, McDonald's, (laughs) unless they want to sponsor the What the Fog Show, then McDonald's is great. No, we eat pizza. It's not great. Yeah. Pizza. Okay. I go to Ferris Pizza. Mm -hmm. I buy two large pizzas. Let's say it's 15 bucks total for great, Mm -hmm. amazing dough 
amazing sauce Ferris pizza that you can find in Bakersfield, right. California. That purchase with the APR is going to be charged. They'll charge all that 15, 15 bucks, right? Not immediately. Okay. Uh, it actually, it, it's spread out over the year. It's, it's an actual annual rate. Okay. But with that introductory rate, they want to get you in. They want you to start spending. Yeah. Now, they th- that people, when they get in there, they'll have a end up getting a large balance. You get this credit card for 500 bucks, 24% APR, zero for the first 14 months. Mm-hmm. They expect you to rack that whole thing up in the first 14 months. And then you're just making the minimum payment on the back end while they're charging you the interest. Yeah. You know, so it looks really great at first. No annual fee. You know, nothing that I have to pay up front. Are you kidding me? Free money? Heck yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Well, f- Let's do it. Well, for example, for me, I had a credit card because I, I was old. Everyone says get a credit card. So I make payments on it. But then this whole time, once the APR is over, I start getting these, as it says on my account, interest charge on purchases. And that goes down the more that I pay because I never pay the minimum amount. I always pay at least. Uh, you know. Well, they'll charge you an interest, uh, uh, an actual amount, the interest of the whatever the balance is that you leave at yeah. the end of whatever the period is. In most cases, it's a month. Okay. So they'll, they'll put you a, a little bit of... Uh, or give you a little bit of interest on that. So that's what you see. Interest on purchases, that is that number. So they've calculated, they've used their their algorithm, their computers to actually factor that in. Then you make your payment. And most of the time, if you're just making the minimum, you're eating at most of that interest and only a little bit on the principal. People don't end up making it to the the end. And that's how they get you in terms of student loans, student debt, you know, visa, mm -hmm. stuff like that, is you end up just paying the interest. You're not actually getting into the actual meat of what you actually racked up. Yeah, it's so easy at first. It's so nice to have that that you know that comfortable little cushion. Yeah, you know? I don't know if you watch uh, last week tonight with John Oliver. Sometimes he's yeah. got some great, great uh, segments on. Uh, one of them was payday loans. Oh you know? well, that was just. <laughs> just disgusting right. to see what that was. And there's are literally illegal at times. It's like 300% interest rate, like thousands of percent, thousands, which is literally in the government, in the bill of rights or whatever, illegal <laughs> can't do that. And yet they're mm-hmm. getting away with it. How is that even possible? A lot of it comes down to uh, state's rights and different states have different laws for this stuff. You'll notice that some of these commercials now on, on TV, they'll say not available in Ohio and New York mm. or not available in this state or that state. It's because those states have enacted legislation to, lower the interest rates yeah. but other states are like no nah, free market capitalism baby just go for it yeah you know if people are going to take this out they're going to go for it but the best thing i learned from that little segment that john oliver had was that almost everyone ends up having to borrow that money that they tried to avoid in the first place yeah you know so i recommend to people all the time never get that don't do an auto title loan yeah don't do any of that stuff well they had that circle that he used as example right. that you just keeps going around you're just paying the interest on top of the interest top of the right. interest and you get stuck in a debt yeah. it really fucking pisses me off because the sad thing is everything gets especially in california la where we're at mm-hmm. everything gets more expensive and people just have to get a loan they have to use a credit card right. at time they don't have a choice how right. else are they going to pay for their fucking bills and stuff yeah exactly so you got those finance courses will teach kids how to save in different types of savings accounts too yeah high yield interest uh, going into uh, the different type of investments people think immediately you know if you just start your own business get a business loan you've made it well no you still owe a ton of money and mm-hmm. you will have to pay that back people start borrowing more and more and more ends up being a very vicious cycle and if they don't consider the taxes if they don't consider the interest if they don't consider uh, what exactly how much cash they need to come up with to pay not only themselves but their employees mm. because when you stop paying your employees you're going to have legal issues where you're actually accused of stealing money yeah. from your employees if you're not paying that to the state or the IRS. So all things that they basically will come together at some point. Finance and income tax, they're going to come together at some point. The earlier that people know 
about this stuff and have these very core tenants, better they're going to be in the future for financial independence. And they're not going to have to get these these loans, these you know these backups that uh, are just not feasible. They're not going to need them. So basically yeah. what we're saying is even though it's scary, mm-hmm. even though it's going to be difficult and it's going to stress you out, get ahead of it. Have yes. all these records. Know everything. Don't overreach yourself. Right. You don't always need to go to Jer- Jerry's, a great deli. It's mm-hmm. open 24 hours or whatever in LA. You don't need to go to Jerry's and get a cherry, uh, mm-hmm. cherry lemonade and a burger with your friends every right. night. It's on Saturday night. Save some cash. Go to the grocery store. <laughs> get pack up for the week. It's uh, mm-hmm. My parents are a great example. Just simple people, simple baby boomers. I'm sure you, your family, whatever as well, we yeah. all know. Just being smart. What you need is what you need. Everything else is mm-hmm. just unnecessary. You're only going to cause more stress, mm-hmm. stress for yourself later on. Yeah. And I love Jerry's. I mean, they're pastrami sandwich. Oh, yeah. Out of this world. It's great. But it's fifteen dollars exactly. fries. And you, you can know? make like five pastrami sandwiches on your own if you go to the store, buy some pastrami and some bread, and you're good. Absolutely. And there's less salt added in general. Right. But like you were saying before, one of the bigger things is people think it's so difficult that they don't even try. It's just one of those things that they push off. Yeah. You know, they don't file and they have these balances. And then they're just always playing catch up. Yeah. Always doing that. You know, I tell my clients, look, I, I you cannot keep paying an installment plan for your back taxes and not pay your current taxes because all you're doing is owing another balance you're a dog chasing your tail mm-hmm. you're never going to get it yeah you're never going to get there so the, the more people know about this stuff the the, the better off they're going to be and the- it's not that daunting it's really not if you do it as it happens if you're every time you get a receipt you put it into your spreadsheet yeah every time you get a paycheck you again you put it into the spreadsheet you consider each thing as it's happening it's not going to feel like this huge monster that you've got to take care of mm-hmm. in the next spring yeah. You know, it's not going to feel like that. Absolutely. So I think the theme that which we've talked about again is get ahead of it, understand what you're doing, educate yourself, do some research, understand that you have options. You yeah. have something to do, which is great because every time I have someone on the show, whether they're a director, producer, actor, whatever, sports person, whatever, I want to talk to them about, I had a, a producer guy on the show. He talks about how you want to make your own content, right? Mm-hmm. How people come to LA as actors or whatnot. They get put in a creative void because they can't get better because no one gives them an opportunity to get better. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing that I try to talk about is to make your own falcon opportunity. You know, this show started because friends tell me you should do this, you should do that. Eventually, someone pushes me and says, you should start it. You have the choice. Mm -hmm. I have the choice. Now I have the show. It's getting bigger each week. I have my hands on it. I'm able to use social media and networking and have have talented friends like yourself come on and talk Mm -hmm. about it. So make your own content. Do your own thing. Don't rely on the masses, on the government or whatnot to Mm -hmm. to give it to you because no one's going to give it to you. Yeah. And ask a ton of questions. Yeah. You already know in the industry. Yeah. If you've got someone, a PA who's just sitting there waiting to take orders, is that guy going to get anywhere? No. No. You know, he might be a professional. Professional uh, production assistant. Yeah. He's not going to get anywhere. Now, the guys who are asking questions who are curious about this exactly. will get into assistant camera. Yeah. They'll get into audio tech. Exactly. They'll get into video tech. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll move forward. They'll get into the different stuff. You know, some people will be fascinated by the makeup. So when they're they have some free time, they'll go hang up by the makeup truck mm-hmm. and, and ask those questions and, and feel that out. Do the same thing when you're getting your taxes done. You're getting your tax return prepared. Utilize your fee. People pay tons of money to get their tax returns prepared. Ask all the questions. Don't feel like, oh, I don't want to sound dumb. Well, you know what? Yeah. Tax code is like a library, yeah. right? It's huge. No, not one person is going to know all that stuff. Yeah. Even your local CPA isn't going to know everything. You're going to end up looking more dumb if you don't try to sound dumb in the beginning and ask some questions. Absolutely. And you're going to yeah. pay, you know, 
for it out of your pocket. Yeah. You're going to be just really boned by the, the government with all their penalties and fees because you didn't ask questions. Yeah. So even though some of the negatives and disadvantages in you know, America, amazing country, we're very lucky that we were born here, obviously. But some of the disadvantages and some of the things that are happening in our society that are really starting to make things more difficult to live in this country and people being afraid and not willing to stand up that they have options, that's one thing you got to get back to. This is America. It's about us having an option to say, hey, I'm a citizen here. I'm a fucking citizen. I have an option. Like if I get a, you know, I had a carpool ticket. I, uh, I, um, you know, and like six other people are in the car- carpool lane at that spot. I don't know if you know, like the 170 and the five when it used to bottleneck. It was just, oh, a, yeah. it was a, a terrible oh, yeah. place, Avoid right? It. <laughs> Avoid it in general. Six people are behind me. He didn't pull them over. Right. First off, you know, I set my court date. I, I get a, a two month extension. And then on the date, I, I set my trial date. Not guilty. I'm going to go. I want to, I want to speak. I have an option. I have mm-hmm. a voice. This is America. It's land of the free. Right. I have a voice. I wanted to have my uh, opinion. I want to have yeah. my point of view. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to let you push me or scare me around. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show up in a nice outfit. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to shave. I'm going to wear suits and stuff like that. A lot of people are coming to courts. They're not, they're wearing hats, shorts, right. jeans. Their keys are jiggling everywhere you know you have an option as well as 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 long as you're willing to play the part and step it up america is will give you a chance you know so play the part step up you have options america they tell you you can't do something tell them to fuck off whether it's in taxes (laughs) or getting a parking ticket or whatever or Mm -hmm. you want to work behind the camera in front of the camera you want to educate you want to teach in sports regardless theme of this episode is you have options step it up do some research don't be afraid don't let the whole big bad scary big brother man scare you that's right. That's about right. You, you have rights. You have rights. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, now you have a right also. This is what the Falk Show part of the show. We're nearing the end of the episode. I ask him some random questions to my uh, to whoever my guest is right now, Adam Lopez, tax resolution specialist here in Los Angeles. I'm going to ask you some random questions. Don't sure. think about it. Just give me an answer. Ready? Got it. First question. Rather have a pet ninja who talks or a pet dragon? Pet dragon. Really? Pet dragon? Yeah. Usually people take pet I ninja. fly, man. You want to fly? Yeah. Right, why not? Game of Thrones, <laughs> right? Okay, number two. Um, would you rather have Thor's hammer or Captain America's shield? Ooh. It's a good one, right? So, you know what? Probably, uh, probably uh, Mjolnir, just because uh, if it if I have it, that means it's supposed to be for me, and no one else can use it unless they're worthy. That you're worthy. Mirror, 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 mirror. Take it. I always like making fun of that. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, best Adam Sandler movie. Oh man, uh, that's difficult. I, I it's I got a biased opinion because I'm from Hawaii. I love Fifty First Dates. Okay. All right. I I, I dig it. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good movie. It's yeah. it's got heart. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny. So overall, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, last one. Who plays Adam Lopez in a movie? Probably Charlie Day. Uh, Charlie. Yeah, Charlie Day. Oh, I love it. I totally yeah. see it with the beard. Don't you? Charlie Day is the man, Without, without the glasses. Yeah, totally. Exactly. You my hair up. Okay. Yeah. 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 I got the same facial hair. So you're a big It's Always Sunny fan? Love it. Is he Is he not like one of the best characters He's to fantastic. ever grace the television fantastic. screen? Fantastic. I, I can't believe I didn't start watching it sooner. Oh, right? <laughs> I remember watching this show. I found it on FX one day. It's when I had DVR as a kid. I was mm-hmm. spoiled so I could watch whatever. I started watching this show and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I didn't know exactly why I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I didn't know exactly how dry my humor was going to be as I grew up and how I kind of liked the realistic cynicism. Right. of what Always Sunny does. And now you can ask my girlfriend or friends, it's always on Netflix. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. I watch it over and over again, just little things here and there. It's just, it's so funny. And Charlie is one of the best parts. I love the episode. I don't want to get on a rant. I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, when Charlie, um, D has a heart attack mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, well, how are you going to pay for this? He's like, oh, we just go ahead and put it under whatever. And uh, she's like, well, you don't have insurance? No, we'll get out. Yeah. And then Charlie has a whole spiel. Insurance? This is America. Why do we have to pay for health insurance? This is America. What's going on? How long has that lasted? Uh, the entire time. Yeah. That's how it's gone. And that's why it's a good example for this episode of having is some people actually think they don't have these things occur in their life. You know, yeah. they don't have any kind of medical emergency or tax emergency. And they don't know exactly mm-hmm. the pitfalls and the negatives that are out there that could affect them in a bad way. Oh, yeah. So that's part of why we have you on the show. You answer some great random questions. Mm-hmm. Charlie Day is going to play you in a movie. Definitely. The, the tax education movie. You're kind of a secret agent. 
and you have to go ahead and you go undercover to stop some tax bad people or whatnot, you know. That's what I do already, so yeah. that's accurate. Awesome. Maybe Connor Falk <laughs> is your is your partner, your CIA agent. You're the tax specialist. Maybe I'm the agent that kind of works in. Maybe. I help you with more ninja stuff or shooting or whatever. You teach me how to actually know finance and to actually not be an idiot. Maybe that's how infiltrate. That, that's how that movie will work. Yeah. I dig it. Basically. Okay. So one big thing. Uh, I'll say one more thing. Um, horrible bot. No. Batman versus Superman or Suicide Squad. Which one are you more excited for? Batman versus Superman. Really? Yeah. Huh. So I'm at that. I like the the big scale. Okay. Uh, superhero movie. And you know this is just going to be like like Michael Bay had an orgasm and it's just going to be <laughs> explosions, explosions everywhere, buildings being thrown at other buildings. Mm-hmm. I do like Zack Snyder's work. I think uh, I think he'll he'll do okay. He'll do pretty good. He'll do pretty. Are you good. a Game of Thrones fan? Never seen an episode in my life. Oh, wow. Are yeah. you like now just not watching to be the guy who doesn't watch Game of Thrones? Or? It's one of those things on my list. Okay. You know? it's Narcos. Narcos is up next on Netflix. Oh, Narcos That's is next. great. On Daredevil right now, it's going to be Narcos, probably Game of Thrones. You're on Daredevil right now? Yeah. What episode do you want? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, fourth or fifth? God damn. Yeah. See, I fucking, I envy down. you right now. I wish I could watch, <laughs> rewatch Daredevil for the first time. Yeah. Because the new season is coming out the 18th, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. So in a few weeks, I haven't even started a new house I'll be season. Ready for season two, House of Cards yet? Got the Punisher on that. Yeah, Joe Bernthal is a great actor, known from Walking Dead and a certain amount of things. He's going to do a great job. On that. First episode, yeah, good mm-hmm. shows, good times. Adam, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about some informational things. You know, too much. I kind of talk too much sometimes about entertainment and things like that. I'm trying to give a point of view and mm-hmm. an insight to people out there if they want to work in the business. And I want to get that message out. They want to get that message out. I have people come in here this time. I have you coming in here talking about your tax resolution and what you do for people. Came in here, you gave some tips and advice about what they can do to kind of get ahead of any problems or situations that may arise with the IRS. You talked about the theme of, again, being smart, being thorough, researching, understanding you have options, knowing that everything you make, whatever penny it is, every cash you make is going to be taxes taken out of it. Most so likely, yes. Don't try to avoid it because they will always find out. Yeah. You're not going to win. Don't yes. try. It's like when you're watching cops, and you're like, why is that guy running from the cops? What does he think is mm-hmm. going to happen? You're like, why is he doing that? It's the same thing when people try to avoid taxes by not filing and things like that. Right. Okay. Well, here's your chance. You got a few lines. You're saying goodbye to all the listeners out there, the What the Falk Show. Most likely they're in their car, bored in LA traffic, just angry on the steering wheel. Like, <laughs> why am I here? Why are there so many? Yeah. Where did all these people come from? Right. Even though they also moved to LA, as I did. Right. In traffic. They're at, they're at the gym. They're working out. They're playing video games as I listen to podcasts when I am. Their boyfriend or girlfriend is talking in their ear and they have one uh, headphone and the other and thinking okay yeah sure sure babe sure sure man i totally hear what you're saying mm-hmm. uh, but i'm listening to this great informational and hopefully witty banter by connor falk and adam lopez so what would you like to say to listeners as a goodbye pay your taxes <laughs> as best you can if you can't there are options and we want to help yeah, there are options you want to help. Adam Lopez, tax resolution specialist. I will obviously have your info, anything you want me to have on the description of this show for any place they can find you. And I assume that yeah. you're willing to have any people who listen right now that need some help that you're there to help them out. Absolutely. The Coast One Financial Group, we're, okay. uh, we're looking to help anybody and everybody. We want to make sure that uh, we can resolve any issues that you've got, big or small. We don't care. We want to help people. I love it. That's a great commercial. Coast One Financial, helping anybody and everybody. Charlie Day nightman status I'm Charlie, making that happen Charlie I'm going to get I'm going to get a keyboard yeah. I'm going to make a nightman theme song for the Coast One Financial Group okay, so I got to be careful because I can talk about it. it's always sunny for the next <laughs> hour so I appreciate you listening to the show Adam Lopez thanks for coming on this is Connor Falk with the What The Falk Show you listen to from SoundCloud iTunes Pod Directory or Stitcher What The Falk Show you can find us on there you can also find me on Twitter at my WTF show on Facebook my WTF show basically the What The Falk Show me Connor Falk a guy interviewing people from different industries trying to find out some insights and point of view that can maybe make your day a little bit better again if you're in traffic you're at school you're bored you're 
you're at work, you don't want to work. You just need something to listen to. I get tired of listening to the radio and listening to the same song for the sixth time in an hour. So maybe you could have something that actually teaches you something. I'll talk to you next week. I'm looking forward to it. You have a nice falcon night. You have a nice falcon morning. If you have an afternoon, have a great falcon time as well. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.